Hello friends, this is Pastor Evangelist Robert Venable inviting you to stay tuned for this edition of Let's Talk About Jesus. We're so glad to be with you today. Uh, Here on our website where you are listening to this broadcast or where you have downloaded this broadcast, we're so glad that you're part of this listening family. Uh, We know that faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. And we're going into the Word of God today for the foundation for all of our teaching, all of our preaching. Uh, We come to that uh, that very book, the Bible, the Word of God. And you know, it says of itself, God's Word declares, heaven will pass away and earth will pass away, but my word will abide forever. And when Mary chose to sit down and hang on every word of Jesus and hear his teaching while Martha was preparing for the meal and missing that opportunity, and yes, the meal needed to be prepared. But there's a way to do this with a a balance to where we're not so involved in good things that we miss the God things that the Lord wants us to be involved in. You know, you know, the meal is going to get prepared uh, sooner or later, and it wouldn't hurt to wait a little while and listen to what Jesus was saying. And Jesus said, Martha, Martha, he chided her not to be mean, but to, to prove a point to all of us that we can get so busy that other things entering in can choke the word and cause it to become unfruitful. And that one fruit that we're emphasizing right now, one product of receiving God's word in a good ground heart is faith. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So Jesus said, Martha, Martha, you're busy about so many things, but Mary has chosen the good thing, the right thing, which shall not be taken from her. You're going to enjoy this day and the, the feast and the festivities and any miracles that may occur, but Mary's got a hold of something that after I'm gone from your presence here, after I'm in another city, what Mary has in her heart is still going to be producing fruit. Praise God. So let's get it down into our heart today so it can produce the fruit. We're speaking on the subject, teaching on the subject, faith that receives. You know, if, if, if it's the faith that the Bible is teaching us that we can obtain, it will receive. Uh, I'm going to read Smith Wigglesworth again. He said, <laughs> because he said, fear looks, faith jumps, faith never fails to obtain its object. If I leave you as I found you, I'm not God's channel. I am not here to entertain you, but to get you to the place where you can laugh at the impossible. (laughs) Hallelujah. Friend of mine, there's nothing impossible with God. That should be a given. He couldn't be God if there was any limitations on him. Oh, but the scripture goes on to say, and nothing shall be impossible to him that believes. Hallelujah. For they to come to God, Hebrews chapter 11 declares, must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder 
of them that diligently seek him. Abraham staggered not at the promise of God, but was strong in faith, giving glory to God. Amen. Sarah, the scripture says, being past the age of childbearing, received strength to conceive and bring forth a son because she considered him faithful that had promised. Glory to God. And then it goes on and on. And I'm not going to every scripture for the, for the time we have uh, to do, but we will get to many of these. Uh, the Bible is so full of the, of the, of the need of faith and the, and the power of believing and, and faith that receives the answer. One of the great things today that is asked, I've been praying and I haven't received. Have you been under the Word of God, the kind of teaching that would... I'm not talking about the hyper-faith. I'm not talking about these aberrant uh, extremists out there. I'm talking about the Word itself. You see, if we throw the baby out with the bathwater, as the old saying goes, we're going to lose something crucial and critical to what what we need to see in the 21st century, in the last day uh, generation. I honestly believe I'm living in the last of the last days, that Christ coming is soon. That's why what we do, we must do with a sense of urgency. Uh, and, and we need a visitation from God. Our webmaster just put up on our website a, a, a scripture, oh, that thou would rend the heavens as Isaiah cries out in the old covenant and come down that at your presence the mountains tops might might begin to to melt down and cause the seas to boil in other words we need more than just a dead lifeless impotent religious system just going to church because we're obligated going to church because we're we're just you know want to keep our foot in the door in case we need a miracle let me tell you something if we don't have faith to receive there's not going to be a miracle because jesus said on so many occasions as your faith be so be it unto you and then the miracle occurred. As your faith be, so be it unto you. Boom! Then the miracle occurred. Praise God. Friend of mine, we need to believe God to move in our generation, in our day, in this very church age. You know the danger that I see in this last day generation is that Satan wants to dismantle all of the supernatural involved with the gospel to take away the healing, to take away the casting out of devils, the demonstration of God's absolute authority through the name of Jesus Christ, to dismantle any any a mighty visitation of God to this earth, God rending the heavens, God coming down, praise God, amen, and relegating the Christian faith 
to just another impotent, man-made world religious system. Oh, friend, but our God is different, isn't he? Amen. The Bible said of every man-made idol, every man-made God, they have eyes that cannot see. They have ears that cannot hear. They have arms that cannot reach down and touch. But our God, oh, friend, his eyes, yes, God sees are on the righteous, and his ears are open to their cry. And he challenges us in the word of God. Amen. Jeremiah 33 and 3 and call on. Oh, no, I'm sorry. Well, yeah, let me let me get Psalm 50 and 15 and call upon me in the day of trouble. I will deliver you and thou shalt glorify me. Amen. Jeremiah 33, 3 call, and call upon me and I will show you great and mighty things which thou knowest not. Uh, oh, friend, God wants to move. He challenges us. Ask, and you shall receive. Seek, and you shall find. Knock, and it shall be opened unto thee, Jesus taught, for every one. This is, this is not for some special, super spiritual person. Everyone that has that kind of covenant relationship with God calls salvation in the New Testament. Friend of mine, every child of God can pray and be heard. Every child of God can believe and be helped today. There are no exceptions. Jesus said everyone. That meant you. That meant me. I don't have to be a worldwide evangelist with the gift of faith. I can read the word and faith cometh. I can hear the word preached accurately under the anointing and faith cometh. Praise God. And when faith cometh, fear goeth. Praise the Lord. Amen. I used to say many times in our church service, I would demonstrate, I would walk over to a side door and, and while walking to that door, I would, I, when I got up to it, I would knock on it. And I said, fear will continue to knock on our heart's door through circumstances. But if we send faith to open the door, faith will declare there's nobody here. Faith will not recognize the threat because faith is in God's faithfulness. No matter what the circumstance, God is faithful. And that's how Sarah received. It was faith in his faithfulness, not faith in her ability to believe or faith in her faith. What happens when you have faith in your faith and your faith wavers? Then you waver. Hallelujah. Friend of mine, but listen to me. But what happens, and I said the hallelujah early, is <laughs> because of this. What happens when you have faith in his faithfulness? I'm going to tell you something. God will not fail to be faithful. He watches over his word to perform it. The promises of God are yea and amen. 
to them that believe that about God. Not just believe the promise, but believe the person who made it is faithful to keep it. Hallelujah. And that is is what stabilizes wavering faith. That's why the Bible said that Abraham staggered not at the promise of God. It's because of what he knew about the person who God was, accounting that he was able to raise the dead. (laughs) Amen. See, if God can conquer this most impossible circumstance, death itself, then he can do anything. Nothing is too hard for God. Amen. And that's why faith to receive becomes so critical because no wonder we can't please God because it is implied that God is unfaithful when we are not receiving what he has purposed, promised, and provided. You know, a shepherd is known by the condition of his sheep. If you go over into any of the countries where there are still shepherds, shepherding flocks in fields, that shepherd's reputation rests upon the condition of those sheep. If he's allowing predators to come and take them out of the fold at night because he isn't watching over them, then he is not a good shepherd. If he is allowing them to get a wound on their head and not take an ointment and anoint their head with oil, David talked about that. Thou anointest my head with oil. Amen. And that wound to putrefy and and finally kill that animal. He is not a good shepherd. Other shepherds would say that's not a good shepherd. Oh, but friend of mine, if he is a defender, oh, if he doesn't feed his flock, if he doesn't take them out to a good pasture uh, and lead them beside still waters so that they can eat and drink and be safe and be filled, and, and an indication of the watch care of the shepherd is the condition of the sheep. And when we in the Christian community fare no better because of our prayers, no better because of our our heavenly Father's watch care seemingly, no better than the world about us. Oh, friend of mine, it speaks ill of our shepherd. But I want to declare unto you today, we have a good shepherd God, and we have a good shepherd Savior in Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Amen. And if we can believe him for all he's purposed and promised, it will be evidenced in our life that God is a good heavenly father. Amen. Amen. I want to bring glory to him. I I don't want to get healed when I'm sick just so I can watch TV without pain. I want to get, oh, yes, I want to be better. I don't want to suffer. But listen, listen to me carefully. I want to receive what he's provided and what he's purposed and what he's promised by faith so that my father may be glorified, so that my shepherd king may be spoken well of. Amen. I've been preaching the gospel for 44 years, 
as a pastor evangelist, but living the gospel, going through the valleys, going through the challenges, going through the changes that life brings, the crisis, all of these things. I've had the opportunity, because I'm 71 years of age, to walk through the valleys with God. And I am a product of God's sufficient grace. And I am a product of God's provision for His children received by faith. And I can tell you right now that victory is my business, and business is good. I'm not just saying a little cliched statement here. I'm telling you, there is victory in Jesus for every one of His children. There's another reason we ask and do not receive. The Bible said that we have not because we ask not. And we talked about asking in faith when we pray. Whatsoever you ask in prayer, believing, you shall receive. It's got to be in the will of God. But when we ask in His will, we have every reason to believe it's going to happen because God is faithful today. But we ask and receive not, the book of James declares, because we ask amiss to consume it on ourself. Only me and mine, never concerned about anyone else. Friend of mine, but when we pray a selfless prayer, and we pray not just for ourselves, but for the glory of God and for the good of others, we are assured the answer is going to be expedited. We used to sing it, the answer is on the way. This I know. Jesus said it. I believe it, and it's so. Our Heavenly Father knows our needs before we pray, (laughs) and we can rest assured the answer is on the way. If it doesn't happen, it's going to happen. And that's why the Bible said, Cast not away your confidence, Hebrews chapter 10, which hath great recompense of reward. (laughs) For he that shall come will come. And he will not tarry. In other words, it's going to happen in God's timing. But it's going to happen. And if we will hold on and keep believing God, something is going to give. And it won't be God. It will be that circumstance. Something is going to change. And it won't be God because he that keepeth Israel changes not. Hallelujah. Jesus Christ, the same yesterday, today, this very day, and forever. Hallelujah. This is that anchor. And that's why the Bible said of Abraham, he staggered not at the promise of God, but was strong in faith, giving glory to God. Amen. And it talked about that faith being like an anchor that reaches into that that is behind the veil. Well, what was behind the veil? It was the, the manifest earthly presence of God. Behind that veil, God tabernacled with man. <laughs> Amen. And the anchor was in the person that was behind that veil. God who couldn't be seen uh, as a physical being, but as a spiritual being, so very real. Amen. The anchor was in His 
faithfulness. Praise God. And that anchor holds today if our faith is in God's faithfulness. Praise the Lord. And in our, our covenant relationship with Him. And that's why we need as an anchor not only God's faithfulness, but we need to have faith in the efficacy of the blood of Jesus Christ. This is where that bold faith comes from, is knowing that he is listening, is knowing about his watch care, is knowing that we are not stepchildren. We are the bona fide sons of the living God and daughters. And we have become joint heirs with Jesus Christ, and not just in the kingdom to come, but in the kingdom of God right here and right now, in that spiritual relationship with our Heavenly Father, where He is the ruler and the Lord of our lives, and Jesus is Lord of all the kingdoms of our heart. Praise God. Amen. Faith in Christ's blood the efficacy of his blood. Listen to this in Romans 3.25. It says, Whom God, speaking of Christ, has set forth to be a propitiation through faith in his blood to declare his righteousness for the remission of sins that are passed through the forbearance of God. Faith in his blood is going to bring boldness in prayer because it's going to bring a realization of our relationship with and to God that we can come boldly before the throne of grace to obtain mercy and grace to help in the time of any need. And it's this boldness of our faith and our access to God and His response to us that's going to bring the faith that can receive every promise in the Word of God. Amen. Faith in Christ's blood. Propitiation hears the turning away of wrath by an offering. In effect, the atoning death of Jesus Christ. This is where holy boldness originates. This confidence in our reconciled relationship with God because of Jesus' atoning blood. Listen to Hebrews ten nineteen through 22 Having therefore, brethren, boldness to enter the holiest by the blood of Jesus, by a new and living way which He hath consecrated for us through the veil, that is to say, His flesh. And having a high priest over the house of God, let us draw near with a true heart in full assurance of faith, having our hearts sprinkled from an evil conscience and our bodies washed with pure water. Oh, friend, don't let the guilt and the shame of sins that are past keep you from entering into the presence of God when you pray, knowing that you're standing 
in Christ gives you a standing with God that you can come with courage, you can come with confidence, you can come behind the veil, in spiritually speaking, into the throne room of God and know that you're going to be welcomed and know that God is going to respond. You see, the Bible said that that without faith it's impossible to please him for they that come to God. Let us draw near how? Let us draw near with our conscience sprinkled from evil, with courage and boldness. Hallelujah. Let us draw near. Don't pray to a God sitting aloof in his heaven, unconcerned about you. Pray to the God who gave his son for you in the name of the son who gave his life for you. Hallelujah. And know that God is listening and God welcomes you because you're honoring him by coming to him with your need, coming to him and trusting him with your perplexing problem and your circumstances and your weaknesses and your inabilities. You're coming to God boldly knowing your sins are forgiven and the blood of Jesus has given you access and God is honoring you because you are honoring him by trusting in him. Faith, God honors faith simply because faith honors God. Let us draw near with a true heart in full assurance of faith, having our hearts sprinkled from an evil conscience. That means not coming laden with the guilt of sins that are past. You know, Satan is called the accuser of the brethren, but not only does he accuse us before God, and how did they overcome him? We can't say we're sinlessly perfect, but we can say we're perfectly forgiven. <laughs> Hallelujah. Through the blood of Jesus Christ, all oh, friend of mine, he Revelation chapter 12, it says, Now is the accuser of our brethren cast down that accuse them before God day and night. You see, he never lets up. And they overcame him by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of their testimony. And they loved not their life, their devotion to Christ. They loved not their life even unto the death. He simply couldn't turn them away. He couldn't turn them back. He could not stand in God's supreme court and accuse the brethren and get God to agree with him about our past sins. No, the judge of all flesh will seize the blood knows the power of it and knows the purpose of it because he sent his son to shed it in our behalf. And I want you to know we have an advocate. We're represented well in heaven. We have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ, a high priest over the house of God. Hallelujah. To plead the blood of his own blood in our behalf as we plead his blood here by faith. Amen. Boldness to enter the holiest by the blood of Jesus. That's why it's so important that we have faith in the blood. In the Star Trek, in Star Trek, the mission is to boldly go where no man 
has gone before. Our mission as children of God is to acknowledge our standing with God through the blood of our Savior and our Sovereign, Jesus Christ, and to boldly go where no man, no woman has ever gone before, behind the veil, into the very presence of God. Boldness to enter the holiest because of the efficacy of the blood of Jesus Christ today. Our conscience sprinkled from evil, coming boldly. Isn't that amazing? Angels have to cover themselves that minister in the presence of God. And yet we are invited behind the veil. For through the veil of Jesus' flesh being rent at the cross, we symbolically, the, the veil of the temple was rent when he said it is finished. It is accomplished. That great veil, that great veil that, that, that said so powerfully and personally to fallen man, you can't ever come back here. Only the high priest, after offering a sacrifice for his own sin, going through ceremonial cleansings, putting on perfectly pure robes, could walk behind the veil only once a year for only one purpose, and that's to offer a sacrifice on the mercy seat for the sins of the people of Israel. If he failed, judgment would fall. And if he didn't go through the right procedure for himself, he would be killed. He had bells on the hem of his garment so they could hear he was ministering in their behalf. And if the bells quit ringing before he walked out, they know he failed to personally prepare himself. And they had to pull him out. There was a rope around him. They had to pull him out from behind the veil and quickly prepare another priest to go where no man had ever gone before. And friend of mine, when that veil was rent, God was saying, you can come. The blood of Jesus has made a way for you to come before my very face, before my very throne, into my very holy presence. Come, therefore, boldly. Come with courage. Come with confidence. And leave with faith to receive. Oh, we love you today. Our time is gone. I can't wait until next week because my own faith, I can feel it rising up. And I pray it's rising up in you. And I pray that you will come back next week and let's talk about Jesus. And I pray today, if you don't know Jesus Christ as your Savior, that you will exercise faith in His blood right now. That you will know in your heart of hearts that the blood of Jesus can cleanse you from every sin, every bondage, every habit, and that you will apply that blood by repenting of your sin and receiving Jesus Christ as your Savior. You see, He has already supplied it at the cross. And all you need to do is apply it by faith. By grace, He supplied it. And by faith, you apply it. By grace, you are saved through faith. It is the gift of God. 
come to Christ today. Don't run from Him. Exercise faith in His shed blood. And I'll tell you the prison house that Satan has you bound in is going to shake under the power of God and Jesus will set you free. Don't run from Him. Run to Him in Jesus' name. And come back once again so that we can talk about Jesus.